grandparents. At Vanguard, you're more than just a grandparent. You're the family historians. You fill your closets with heirlooms, family photos, and letters from long ago. You're always planning the next family reunion, even at the reunion. Because for you, time well spent is time spent on them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation, distributor. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 77 of the Hawks Talk podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I am one of the co-hosts of the podcast, Jackson Redman, joined today by my lovely co-host, as always, Logan Barnes. Logan, how are you doing today? What's up? I, uh... I don't feel emotions about the Hawks, so you know, just living life. How about you? Uh, I, 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 I mean, I've become pretty numb to what goes on. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to process everything that's going on in the Hawks universe by simply taking it calmly. It's still early, you know. You don't, you don't want to be too, uh, too high or too low, you know. So I've become a big it. fan of Lil Peep lately. May okay. he rest in peace. Um, <laughs> life with these Hawks just doesn't feel. Uh, worth living, frankly. These these guys are, well, frankly, they're playing like a bunch of tattooed millionaires, and um, uh, Nate is coaching like a tattooed millionaire, and I don't even know if he has tattoos. He doesn't look like the tattoo type. I um, mean, I think there was a report that while he was in Indiana, he made the players uh, like wear like slacks on the plane, and that was like the word used. Like I don't actually call them slacks, like slacks on like the plane. So, yeah. Sounds I don't awful. feel like Nate's the uh, the tattoo type. Yeah, I mean you're flying on a. I mean then again, like I'm sure NBA teams have like special. It is planes, a PJ, so you know. So it's it's not a. They're not flying commercial. I mean they're, they're not flying. They're not flying economy, folks. They aren't podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> we got first class. Uh, yeah. Man. Anyways, we are recording this uh, a day after uh, the loss to the Jazz. The first loss to the Jazz, actually, which I kind of the find second loss. Not really. Oh, second loss to the Jazz. I forgot that we uh, forgot about that. Yeah, we no. Uh, since the Doomcast, man, it is a. Uh, I will say the streak is broken. Last Doomcast, I was like, yeah, every time we've done a Doomcast, like the team's always gone on a streak because like, and we would call it the Hawks talk jinx. It has not happened, folks. Uh, since our last Doomcast, <laughs> no, that, the Hawks have. Uh, they keep not losing rotated, it, <laughs> and they're actually on a uh, five-game losing streak. Yeah, as of now, we're on a five-game losing streak. They're, which actually, fun fact: we never had more than a four-game losing streak last year. They're four and eight. They have twice as many losses as wins. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely is, rough. This is not a doomcast. We're not gonna we're not gonna scream. Frankly, we don't have well, I don't have the energy to do that every time. That that took a lot out of me. Um, more, like physically, I don't have the energy, and just emotionally, I don't have the energy. But realistically, we also don't want to be the podcast that's known for yelling at people, like you know, freaking out. Um, but just know that internally we are we are numb because of this. Even if we come, you know, even even if we come across as cool and collected, this episode internally we are dead um, right now. And the Hawks need they, they they need resuscitation, and so do you know, so do all local podcasters. So 
Just so, just so that's hey, known. This is actually a good time. Get on Twitter and send a send a thinking about you. Hope you're doing well to all your local Atlanta Hawks podcasters. There's a bunch of us out there, and I know I know me and Logan could appreciate that and use that. And I know some. I mean, our, the collective Atlanta Hawks podcasters, we could all use that right now because uh, for most people, you're just able to turn off the game and move on with your day. For some of us, Look, we have man, to watch the whole thing. Those guys like Brad, Eda, man, Hawks beat. Shout out to them. Shout out to him, man. But. They have to, <laughs> you know what? I'm like, no shame. I turn off the games sometimes. I don't want to watch this. I have something else I want to do. All right, cool. I'll just <laughs> if I if I feel like I need to fill in knowledge gaps, I'll I'll watch summaries or something. Um, man, I, I, I legitimately I feel a little bad for the media members. Um, that really have the, the you know the 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 Kirshners of the world. You know the guys got to do Q and A's. The guys that got to. It's tough. It's it's not a fun watch right now. The fans are pretty agitated. The players, I'm sure, are you know they're probably not freaking out, but they're they're definitely going to be frustrated. I'm sure the coach is still frustrated. Everyone's you know it's frustrating. It's a uh, it's been a crappy start. Um, we're 12 out of 82 games in, and, and they've won four of them, which is pretty bad. Um, but you know, uh, end of the day, it's it's not panic time. Um, but it, for me personally, at least, it's—I uh, wouldn't say I'm panicked, but I'm—I'm I'm, I'm a lot less optimistic now. I'm very like, you know, I kind of got one eye towards the lottery <laughs> currently. I'm kind of like—I would say the college basketball season started up last night. The Hawks I'm also kinda... played last night. I straight up told Logan, I was like, "Hey, I'm watching the Duke and Kentucky game. There's like four NBA prospects just in the starting lineups alone. I'm going to be watching that. I hope you don't mind. I'm not—I'm not watching us on the back of a back-to-back without a uh, without Hunter and Bogdan. Which, which by the way, what? Awful scheduling. I know good teams don't complain about scheduling, but really, the second and like second end half travel back to back against the Jazz in a week. What the hell? That's literally a scheduled loss. I don't care. That's 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 messed up. That is just poor scheduling. I don't blame the the of the five game losing streak. That's the one I'm least upset about because it's like, yeah, man, what the hell are they gonna do? They they had to sit some of their wings and they had to travel back to back. There's, this was like their fourth game in six days or seven days or something. Um, they, they're playing a Western Conference Finals hopeful. Like this is a team that has been all in on winning for a couple of years now. They are trying to make the finals, and we have to travel back to back against them again, twice in a week. That, that's that's messed up. That's just very unfortunate scheduling. So I wasn't upset about last night's loss. Um, <laughs> the Suns' loss, on the other hand, the Suns' loss was bad. <laughs> that one was a whole yeah up by uh, up by twelve level. going into the fourth. And also, I think I think the one part about the Suns' loss was the fun that was funny was after the game. I one of the media members, I forgot who it was. I, th- I believe it was Kirshner, straight up asked uh, McMillan there, like, "So what's up with like Lou like playing and you know Delon's getting did not play coach's decision?" Oh, and, and 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 Nate McMillan's response was, "Well, losing the rotation, Delon isn't." And I don't know. That was a. I mean, luckily, DeLon's been playing since then, so maybe that game, you know, kind of woke up McMillan to, hey, maybe I got to stop showing the vets so much love and, you know, put DeLon in there. Because the Hawks are obviously better when DeLon's running the backup, uh, running the bench. But, yeah, up until now, the Hawks haven't won in a while. It's It's been five games since our last win. Our last win was uh, over the Washington Wizards. Wizards. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's been pretty rough, but I also will say this is the hard part of our schedule. We did not expect things to be easy, but I would say the more concerning part was the way that we lost against Brooklyn and in, in Utah and Phoenix. That was pretty bad. I will say it's, if you're if, the last two the, games, it's the fact that the Hawks like four times, three, maybe not four, two or three times a season. They, they've been like omelets, Jackson. You know what I mean when I say they're they're acting like omelets. 
They they fold when they when you turn the heat up, man. Brooklyn, I mean, look, they they never, did they have a big lead, like a ten point lead at any point in Brooklyn? I don't think so. But in the third quarter, they were in that game, and then Cam Reddish happens, and all right, they're out of it. Um, Phoenix had a cozy twelve point lead to start the fourth quarter. Trey Young was cooking; he was going crazy in the third quarter, and somewhat predictably, we just kind of left the bench out too long. I think it was a seven point lead by the time Trey came back out, and then. We just couldn't hit a shot to save our lives, and we lose. And then um, the Warriors game, you could even argue. It was only the second quarter, but we had a 15-point lead on the Warriors. Um, granted, they have the guy that, as of right now, he would get my MVP vote if I had a vote. Um, but it's a 15-point lead, man. That's that, that's bad. That's a bad, bad loss. I don't care if you're playing the 8-1 and Warriors. Like It's 15 points. I... You really and the fact they gave it up and like, I mean it was cut to four and I think six minutes or something like half a quarter maybe even less it was just cut to four all of a sudden it's like oh it's it's not even a lead like four points at halftime it's like it's literally just two possessions it, it could be one possession so it's um yeah man it's uh, it's been some ugly losses it's been some very bad losses the worst part for me is the Hawks are are being handed wins on a platter or at least advantages. And they've taken advantage of, like, none of them. I'm still mad that we lost to the Cavs without Garland. I'm still mad we lost to the Wizards without Dinwiddie or Gafford. I'm still fuming they lost to the Jazz without Mitchell. They've played... Who else was it? I'm forgetting one. They played They Golden played the, Sun, the Suns without Aiden. I mean, they played Golden State without... Uh, Otto Porter Jr. <laughs> Otto Porter Jr. and Clay Thompson. I mean, you know... the not not quite the same level as Donovan Mitchell, but like you get what I'm saying. The Hawks have generally been healthy. Uh, Gallo missed a few games early on. Herder had a rest game. Hunter and Bogey just se- had what seemingly was kind of a rest game. Um, they've, they've unlike last season, they've had the health advantage and they just lose. And they've had very ugly fourth quarters a lot of the times, which is concerning because last season under Nate McMillan, the Hawks were like the fourth quarter team. They, they, they had like a plus 12 net rating in the fourth quarter or something crazy in their Nate, at least in the regular season. So it's it's been a very jarring 180. I think the I think the thing about the past few games is that like, and by past few games, I mean the last two games against Golden State and Utah, of course, was if you look at like the win-loss and then you also look at the scoreboard, you're like, wow, they lost by 14, the Golden State lost by 12 against Utah. The Hawks were genuinely like, in those games at the halftime, and we're like playing well. I mean, they played well the entire night. It's just that against Utah, you're down Bogdan and Hunter. So, I mean, and that, who they start? Herder and Solomon Hill. And, Actually, and, and, let's, people... and let's be honest, only like two guys showed up against the Jazz that game. It was the Trey and Herder show. You know, you Everyone could argue John was doing all right. Uh, Reddish had a couple shots, but he, I, I think he had a bad game. I, I, I'm going to have a whole Reddish spiel later on. But like, you could argue only two guys really showed up. Which, if there is one consolation prize, Hawks fans, I mean, at least Trey Young is still Trey Young. That's the way I see it. He, he's still putting up 25 easy, even with no free throws, no uh, grace from the refs. And obviously, I don't think anyone has ever been concerned about his playmaking. But, yeah, it, it's um, it's been ugly. Yeah, I mean, the Hawks have been playing better, but obviously the losses aren't coming. But here's the thing. I think they're going to start coming soon. Pause on that, by the way. That's... Uh, oh I don't want I don't want that taken off context anymore. So I'm saying, <sighs> anyways, what? Nothing. Go ahead. Just you know, 
keep going. Yeah, I'm saying. Anyways, we have Denver coming up. And Denver, they, they, they've been in a lot of drama recently. There's been no shortage of drama for <laughs> D- Denver recently. Uh, they've been in the news, and this time it isn't for their basketball team, folks. It's, it's for a little bit of thuggery. <laughs> Disgusting acts. Uh, just all around. You know what? Could, hey, love to see it happen to the Miami Heat. I don't – the Hawks and the Heat used to have a little bit of a robbery back in the day. Hey, no love lost, dog. We're, we're in it till you die, homie. All right, anyways. And then after Denver, we go to Milwaukee. I mean, we're in Milwaukee, then Orlando, Boston, Charlotte, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Memphis. So, realistically, I, I, I don't – it's kind of weird. For the first time in, like, the Hawks Talks history, I'm not going to be dooming, and I'm not going to be, like, super pessimistic or anything. I think the tides are going to start turning soon, Logan. I'm, I feel confident when I say that. I think the team's playing good basketball. I think McMillan's learning and he's adjusting. People think that like McMillan's super stubborn in his ways, which you know after the first few games I could see. All right, I 100 percent agree then. But like he did play Delon, and like Lou was a DMP in the game against the Warriors, and like that's what we needed. We needed Delon, and we're going to need Delon going forward. We really just don't need Lou. Like I hate to say it, I'm probably the biggest Lou Will fan you'll find out there. I mean that's my guy. Logan can contest to that, but he's just. He's old, man. He doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> he's washed. Um, yeah, I mean, there you go. There you go. I, <laughs> There's the word. He's uh, well. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to trash on Lou, so I won't. But I'm less optimistic. I don't know, man. The, you know, I'm gonna say it. You know, I'm gonna talk about him. But Capella has been so, oh, so bad. Are you t- by the way, I wanted to ask you this before you go on the spiel. Are you ready to start taking your victory lap on Capella, or do you need to see more? Or are you just ready to say, hey, I, I don't I, I want to be right. We we have him on a four-year freaking contract now. I want to be wrong. He, let's be honest. Right now, like which we, we cannot trade Capella until six months after his extension, which would be what? like Well, it would be after the trade deadline this season, frankly. So he's on the team for the season, right? I want him to figure it out. I want him to. He needs to if this team has any hope of being decent on defense. Um, but I, I, I still think objectively the, the extension was questionable. Um, but, you know, what? this is my thing, though. I'm not even going to blame it all on Capella. If he's not healthy, which he doesn't look fully healthy, right? He just he can't jump. He looks scared. He looks very oddly timid. He looks soft. If, he, if he's not healthy, if he's in pain... Can we just sit him? We're losing anyway. I understand Gorgie Jang is going to go out there and suck. I understand John Collins at the five is not a uh, full game situation. That's a that's a certain specific lineup we roll out at certain times. That's not a full game thing. Can we just rest him? Can we just see if he's better in two weeks? Can we? I understand it. And if a Congo was here, I would I would be screaming to do it like we like from the start of the season. But unfortunately, a Congo was also hurt. But like. I just, I just want to rest him. I like maybe it might help. He's clearly not gonna play into shape because his his <laughs> his touch around the rim is getting worse game by game. His defense is borderline borderline non-existent. John Collins has legitimately been a better defensive presence than he has, which is kind of surprising because that's the whole reason Capella's on the team. Really, he, it's just it's bad. I, I want him to figure it out because if he doesn't. The Hawks' defense is pointless because you know who else really isn't that good on defense? Cam Reddish. He's not really that good on defense right now. All right, all right. Hold on, hold on. Before you start, we have a whole segment on Reddish coming later. I'd prefer if you'd save this for then if that's all right with you. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, all yeah, right, yeah. I actually have two stats about Capella I want to say right now, okay? 
Yeah, yeah, man. Clint is shooting 61% within three feet of the basket, which is his worst season by far of his entire NBA career. I mean, this goes back to his first year in the NBA when, you know, he was still learning English and came over from Switzerland. Of centers taking at least five field goal attempts a game, he is 31 of 40, ranking in two-point percentage. <laughs> and you know what, Logan? I have some centers who are finishing at the rim better than him. Are you ready? And now these uh these are not names that you want to hear. First of all, Tim Birch, Kelly Olynyk, Mason Plumley, Hawks legend Alex Lynn, and uh, Cody Zeller. So it just goes to show you when people are talking about you know Capella's finishing, they're not overreacting at all. Uh, it's it's bad for the eye test. The stats show it's bad. It's just all around, all around. I'm looking at Capella right now. I'm like. What happened, dog? Like, you weren't always the best finisher by any means. I mean, Capella had his finishing issues last year and, like, before that, like, when he was in Houston. But it's, it's, always, it's always been something that this year. It's always been something that Rockets fans kind of joke on him about. But he was – he led the league in field goal percentage one year. I understand it was just James, James Harden throwing him lob after lob. But that's that's what we're doing now. Why can't he make layups? Why can't, his layups are so bad. He has horrible touch. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to say I've seen enough, but the touch is horrible. Yeah, but so he, my this might be borderline conspiracy theory. I hope it's not, but I, I think it makes sense. So last season with with our training staff led by uh, Chelsea, what's her last name? Lane. Chelsea Lane, um, who has gone back to New Zealand, I believe. Um, you know, the, it it seemed like we gave everyone like a month's rest for. A minor injury, you know, sore knee out for a month. Cam Reddish had a quote sore Achilles and was out for like five months, right? Um, it it feels like the training staff, whoever the new people are, we implemented have overcorrected, and now it's like, all right, we don't want to, you know, the fans are not we're not happy with this. Maybe the front office was not happy with this. The players were not happy with this last season. We're gonna give them more leeway, and maybe Capella just shouldn't be playing right now. Maybe Capella under Chelsea Lane would be like, yeah, he's out till mid-December, guys. Sorry. Like, who knows? Maybe that's actually the state of his health right now because that's the only reasonable excuse I have for how bad his defense is mainly. His offense, it's a small sample size. Maybe he figures it out. Maybe it's partially because he can't jump. I don't know, man. But, like, I swear he's just not healthy. And I think he's just – I think he could really just use a couple weeks off. And I know it would be bad because Gorgie Jang is not the answer either. Especially not against like any center that's strong at all, and not just like you know, <laughs> like maybe Porzingis, maybe Gorgijan could do all right against a Porzingis type. But man, it's um, it's bad. I I, I feel like Capella needs rest or something. I don't I don't think it's, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory at all. I think that's just likely what's happening. Like, I mean, maybe there's pressure on Capella to play more. Like last year, he was out. At, for like stretches of time and maybe they're just like hey like you got you got to play like we're not we're not going to extend you for you to like sit on the bench for like a quarter of the season is that fair to say so i, I mean that's not that's probably just I, that's what i want to believe is going on like i don't want to believe that capella is just done like i don't want to believe that capella just lost all of, like this capella last year against the knicks he was like our second best player behind Trey. I mean, obviously for the rest of the postseason, it was like, eh, whatever, Embiid, Giannis. <laughs> Brooke, Brooke Lopez took him to the <laughs> – took him out yeah. to the woods. and He yeah, took yeah, him anyway. to deep waters. Yeah, but I don't know, man. That's that's only reasonable excuse. I don't I don't think this is like a – he got he got paid and he's like giving – I don't think it's that, but I don't know. He, he has he got to paid, be got, he, he Hey, I'm going to say it got paid, checked out. It happens. Damn. It is what it is. 
Travis, you absolute buffoon. But I don't know, man. He's uh, I'm I'm gonna keep saying it. Like, I'm not gonna stop complaining about it. Frankly, gonna be honest, I'm not gonna stop complaining about Capella. I'm just not. It's one of my favorite things to do. But realistically, I understand he's probably not feeling 100. percent So that's probably the reason behind his struggles. But if this team wants to do anything, forget making the, forget doing well in the playoffs. At this point, making the playoffs. Capel is going to have to at least be decent. I don't care that much about his offense, but his defense has just not been good. And Lord knows we need it because the Hawks defense stats are like bottom of the barrel. Um, and the eye test, they're pretty poor too. So, um, which completely contradicts with last season where the second half of the season, it felt like we were a top seven to 10 defense. Um, and now it's, now it's just all bad. It's just all bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Capella, it, it's all over. Look, today, Akongu had a tweet where he was like, it was a picture of him, like, dunking the basketball. He was like, miss you. And I believe every every reply quote tweet was, no, we miss you more, dog. I was like, you know what? Spit. We could really use Akongu right now, man. I miss him. I miss him and his sweet, sweet touch with the ball. He Ugh. he can actually, he hits floaters, which is nice. He, he can get, like, halfway past the free throw line, just hit a little floater. Akongu's going to be taking jump shots at some point. Akongu really is a... Uh... I don't know. He's going to be good. It's it's a little concerning. I really want him to start. Obviously, maybe not right after he gets healthy. Um, you know, a healthy Capella is still better than Okongwu. Um, but Okongwu deserves maybe next season. He deserves to play 20, 25 minutes a night, potentially, if he, if he keeps going at the sort of trajectory he is at uh, last season in the, in the postseason. But unfortunately, we are we are in strict Capella and Gorgie Jang hours currently. <laughs> Oh God, Gorgie Jang! Look, Capella gets did, most of the hate because he's on a big contract. Jang has not shot and has not shot a basketball well since the Mavericks game. Yeah, it's it's been, he's been bad too. But and his defense least... like isn't good. Like he's a big body, he's tall, sure, but like he's not a good defender either. I'm not really sure. Like I remember being optimistic about them, and now I'm like, oh yeah, there's there's a reason why he's going to be the third center on our depth chart. And part of it's because of like how good a Congo and Capella are compared to him. And then a part of it's just like he's straight up bad. Like I hope that guy's good in the locker room, but he's he's awful. Yeah, he's been bad too. It's uh, I mean, a lot of players have been bad for the Hawks. I mean, straight up, if if you were to ask me, just like give me one reason. Excuse me, sorry. One reason why the Hawks are four and eight when you know reasonably you'd expect them to at least be like seven and five. I'd just be like, yeah, like half the players suck right now. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to put it. Our center rotation is bad. John is our only good big currently. Um, Gallo's not playing particularly great either. He's he's sort of non-existent most of the time. Um, our wings have been extremely inconsistent. Bogey kind of doing the thing he did earlier last season where he'd have one game where he has like 15 plus points and he can shoot the crap out of the ball. And then every other game, he's he's just not make, making shots. Kevin Herter is finally uh, Kevin Herter's back. At least he's had a couple of really good games. He's looking he's looking more like himself, which is good because you know I think bitch Kevin Herter got his coma. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> I mean, reference. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my favorite Kanye album. First of all, but I mean Herter's that's, been hooping lately. I was giving crazy. him some. Uh, I was giving him some some hate when during his cold streak, but lately he's been like on fire. But he all, he always had what thirty points yesterday. I mean, I don't. He should have. So. I don't know why he he couldn't get the last two. But yeah, Kevin Herter. I mean, it's it's easy to like Kevin Herter when he's good because you're like, yeah, he, we got him for the next five years on 
16 a year or or 15 a year or whatever it is that's just a good yeah, contract we're, we're, we're paying him like we're paying him like half of capella <laughs> yeah that and that's no, just sort of one of the that's one of the things where it's just you know you know it's good value he doesn't have to be a star you just know it's good value um so but even like kevin herter the first several games he was just downright bad um deandre hunter his offense is extremely polarizing right now he's either two games there he had like 20 points and he was probably our best offensive player he couldn't miss and then since then he's he's been bad cam reddish has is always been the definition of a roller coaster he's literally just the most polarizing player potentially um in the league that may be a little bit drastic but he's he's super just he's 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 a roller coaster and then trey young he's mostly been good this season i really don't have any complaints about Trey. he's had some bad moments um he's had some mediocre games but he's still trey young i'm not really ever going to really worry about Trey. Um, he's still figure. He's still c- kind of figuring out how to deal with the refs. That's, that's a whole saga that's going on, but he doesn't need the refs to put up 25 and 10. So, you know, any, any additional free throws is just sort of icing on the cake there. Can I make the joke? I would seem as uh, Trey young has found the motivation to want to play in the preseason. It's causing back to all-star form. Like, I mean, at this rate, he'll be yeah, an all-star. God. That was yeah. no, a really it, bad quote. Yeah, I mean, it, the Ulster thing, it does help. The East has very bad point guards this year. Like, I can't I can't even think of that many. It's I mean, Kyrie's not going to make it because of... Uh, Kyrie's, Kyrie's not playing. Ben Simmons is not playing. And for whatever reason, Ben Simmons always makes the Ulster team, even though he puts up, like, 11 points a game, but whatever. Ben um, Simmons makes the Ulster game, and nobody says anything. But, like, that has to be... Like, there's definitely some, like... Like, what player, realistically, is like, who are, like, when players vote for the All-Star game, which they do, they have a share of the vote, the, I don't think there's any players that are like, hmm, point guards in the East, who, who like, do I get, who do I, like, not want to match up against? You know, Kyrie, I mean, Kyrie has, like, a huge back, he can score anyway. Trey, I mean, he can, he's a four-level scorer. Ben Simmons, yeah, I don't, I hate to have two, ten points and six rebounds put up on me, like, I don't know. There's something fishy about that. That's all I'm trying to say. Look, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but I think I think someone needs to look into that. Yeah, it's all it, you know, whatever. Uh, at this point, Kyle Lowry might make the All Star team, and he's averaging like ten and seven. I think he's like the Heat's fifth most important player. Or something I don't even know. Trey Young should very easily be an All Star, but we, we we've seen. Who knows? Trey Young might be making a little bit of an enemy of the league right now. Look, if Trey Young doesn't make a uh, the All Star team this year, I'll be hosting the first ever Atlanta Hawks Trey Young All Star Stop the Steal Rally, folks. <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to think of other point guards in the East. The East is not a point guard conference, is it? I'm, I, no, I feel they, like I mean I, I don't even I know what like I mean. I guess wings run supreme because you have guys like Jalen Brown and yeah, you you have the uh, Celtics wings. You have sort of the guys over in Philly. I mean. Has Garland been good enough to get an All-Star? I don't think so. Dude, if Derek Garland's in All-Star game talks, this league is truly finished. <laughs> Fred, like, Fred Van Vliet? No I wonder. don't know. I, I mean, oh, uh, is Drew Gunny maybe? <laughs> Drew probably does make the All-Star game, realistically. I mean, maybe. Um, does Lamelo Lamelo's not been better than Trey, so he shouldn't. But Lamelo's a cool, a cool player. I'm not going to hate on Marcus. Marcus. Malcolm Brogdon. What if he made it and Trey didn't? Did you see be... out of the entire league, Malcolm Brogdon's averaging the most points in the fourth quarter? What? I mean, hey, he's honestly a pretty good player. I'm not surprised he's I doing mean, he's, well. He's under, underrated uh, for sure. I'm not surprised he's doing well under that, you know, sort of scheme. But yeah, looking at this, Trey should be an All Star, even though you know uh, the team is currently uh, sputtering a little bit. But you know, we'll see how it is in a couple months. But anyway, 
Um, yeah, we. It's 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 been a bad week or two for the Hawks. There, there's no one. No one's really gonna deny that. No one's gonna. Um, you know, I, usually the Hawks fan base, I feel like, is very um, um, optimistic. Uh, yeah, that wow, that's a great way to put it. Opti- I mean, <clears throat> look at Cam Reddish, for example, right? Um, <laughs> um, you know what? I actually think you're dying to talk about this. So there's a segment on Cam. So I don't know if this is something you want to segue into that. Feel free to. But if you're if you're just trying to make a point about the Hawks fan base, then we can hold it off till later. I, I'll I'll do the point about the Hawks fan base and then we'll pivot. All right, the Hawks fan base yeah. is optimistic to a fault, which is an admirable thing. It's better to have happy go lucky fans than miserable fans that. That, you know the sky is falling every time they lose, right? Like, I mean, look, if Hawks fans were photoshopping Jalen Brown into Hawks jerseys every single game and, and going on Twitter, you know, we'd be no better than Lakers fans. But we are better than Lakers fans, so it, it's comforting at least for that. But sometimes we pass like, the lowest bars in NBA fandom, being better than the Lakers. Yeah, Step yeah one but Hawks fans, baby. lately, I feel like the fan base hasn't been cautiously optimistic. I feel like I've actually seen a little bit more doom and gloom, which is. Um, a little surprising. I think people are really thrown off by how uh, bad we've started off, considering how good we ended last season. Look, I, I still think like a lot of people are riding off that hall high from last year. Completely understand. I mean, me and you were doing that for a minute. You know, we kind of had to. Uh, I mean, we had to reset. We took a little break during the off season to kind of you know calm down, get off the high from last year. I was talking to you about this yesterday, Logan, dude. Hawks fans need to accept it. We're not going back to last year's form. Like, that's not happening. Like, they're going to be a normal, and it's going to be a new normal. Like, last year, that's not happening again. Like, I hate to say it because, you know, obviously that was such a good year. You know, best year in what? Better than the 60-win team. You know, you make the conference finals. Everything going your way. You know, you're on top of the world. Trey Young's a superstar. I mean, Trey Young still is that. Just things aren't going to go back to that. Like, McMillan's obviously, like, added his stuff. I mean, he's added his system to the team, you know, Guys have gotten older. Guys have gotten, I mean, the team's gotten, you know, new players on it. Last year, we need to appreciate that, what that was. Like, we can do that. You can remember the good times, but still be like, all right, now things have, like, we got to look forward, people. I don't think that normal, that's not going to happen. We're going to have a new normal, and this isn't normal right now. I don't think the Hawks are going to be a double negative team this season. Is that fair? Like, I don't, I don't think we're, I don't think we're going to be a lottery. I think we still make the playoffs, really. I mean, but, I'm not ruling out us doing the play-ins, but I'm saying we make the playoffs. I don't. I don't think you've explained this properly. What he's saying is, um, the team's gonna have to find a different way to be good. Whereas last year, it was sort of just, it was like Lloyd Pierce's system, but with Nate McMillan sprinkled in, and like the team was just dominant for some reason in the fourth quarter and in the second halves, and it carried on to the postseason. This season, things are just fundamentally different, and they're gonna have to find out a new way to win games. And I, they, they might be struggling with that because they've been really bad in the fourth quarters. <laughs> Which has been polar opposite from last year. I mean, in the second half, we've been straight up a bad team. Like in the first half, we've been we hung with the Warriors. That was hard. Like the Warriors were very good. I mean, the Hawks honestly probably win that game of Steph. Like think of how like, think of how crazy the Warriors would be if they just took Lamelo instead. Yeah, no, with Lamelo, that team is like I don't know. Like they might win like seventy games, like sixty five, maybe. I don't. I don't want to get. I don't want to say too much, but I mean, they win a bunch. Um. Yeah, no, look, both of those games, first half, we were, like, good. Like, even against Utah, we were good, and that was without Bogdan Hunter. I mean, that was pretty much a scheduled loss for the schedule makers. Schedule makers need to be revolted against, if you're a Hawks fan. Make sure you email your, your state legislator. Go ahead and hit up your state senator and tell them to, like, 
make them review the NBA schedule makers. They've been brutal to the Hawks. This is our punishment for taking out New York in the playoffs. All right. It must like, be. They're like, oh yeah, hard be. hardest stretch of the year all the way. Yeah, you're getting that Hawks. Um, Bing bong. But yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that's gone so bad for them. By the way, every time they lose, now teams just tweet out Bing bong, which is kind of funny. But I mean, I couldn't see it. I it could have happened to a worse fan base. Um. Anyways, Logan, it's time to start talking about some of our segments. We're about thirty minutes into this podcast. Are you ready? Born ready. Yep. This, this is the moment you've been waiting for all podcast. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd put it like that, but I do have, you know, I have, a, I have a piece to to speak on it, you know. First of all, I want you to so the seg, so the talk is should the Hawks sell high on Cam Reddish? But firstly, I want you to you know talk about Cam season so far, and then you can kind of start answering your question either why or why not. Even though uh, I think we both know which way that one's going to go. So th- uh, this right. is your moment. I'm not going to talk about trading Cam because it's a uh, nobody's getting traded anytime soon, so it's silly to talk about. I think, but Cam Reddish, Hawks fans. I love you. I appreciate you. Um, you love the idea of Cam Reddish. You do not love Cam Reddish himself. Cam Reddish himself right now is not a particularly good player. Um, and I've seen no reason to believe he'll be good anytime soon. Um, he'll have good games. Don't get me wrong. He'll hit He'll hit his shots. He'll have some games where he puts up 19, 20 points. He'll have his games where he's defensively all over the place. But he's just still not able to piece it together and i know he's only played like 90 regular season games i get it he, he i get it man i i do i'm not saying he's a lost cause i'm just saying maybe it maybe he won't be our experiment to keep around for that much longer you know what i mean like at what point is it just hey look, look like <laughs> somebody else has to roll the dice on this guy because it's just you know what i mean it's like something is just fundamentally He's not really progressing. Am, am I wrong for like saying that? Obviously, he's better than he was early in his rookie season, where he was flat out one of the best, one of the worst players in the league. Like, just easily was. Um, which is okay. He was a raw rookie. You're you're allowed to be bad. Take out those months. Is he really that different than he than he's been previously? Is he's not really any different than he was last season? In those twenty or thirty games he played, like he'll be good a couple games. He'll be downright awful. He'll, he'll hit his open shots one game, and the next game he'll miss them all. He will... It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app, or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Get to the cup a couple times. Get to the line and just like attack the rim. And other times he can't dribble without turning the ball over three times, and he can't pass and he can't shoot. And then most frustratingly to me is his defense is not that good. He is so overhyped on defense, and I don't know why because we have an actual defensive stopper in Hunter, and yet Cam Reddish gets you know proportionately more love. Um, everyone you know loves the Hunter's defense. I'm not saying he's like neglected, but people 
fixate on Reddish because he is like a mystery box. You could open him up. You could get a ray gun at him. But most of the time, you're getting like an MP5. Like, you're not getting anything super crazy. I understand the potential, but it's year three. He said, I, I just don't. I just don't see the progression. And, you know, I, I'm perfectly fine with at the end of the season, he's, you know, taking some sort of leap and I look stupid. But it's like, shouldn't we be a little concerned that, you know, that funny Chris Duarte for Cam Reddish in 20 trade? Shouldn't we be a little concerned that Chris Duarte looks better right now as, as a rookie in his first month in the league than Cam Reddish has? Like, I don't think I'm tripping. Look up Chris Duarte's stats. Like, <laughs> I understand he's 24. And Cam Reddish is 22, but Cam Reddish has played in the league for three years. It's it's just like, at at some point, I think people got to focus on what Cam Reddish is instead of what he could be. Because I think the what could be lingers in people's heads and makes them think that Cam Reddish is better than he actually is. Because right now, Cam Reddish is just, he's a ball stopper on offense. I don't know if it's him or the coaching staff, but somebody in the organization is like, when Cam's on the floor, it's Cam time go like run the offense and he's just not that guy he's a guy who right now on offense catch and shoot that should be his main thing um because admittedly his jump shot has gotten better like it just has he's he's a better jump shooter now than he was especially earlier on in, in his rookie season right but it's just and it's tough because i get it like he has to play to get better he has to do things to get better he can't he can't just catch and shoot and get better at getting to the rim I get it. It doesn't work out like that, but we need to win games. Like this is a team that need that is built to win. We have spent a lot of money. There are a lot of guys that have multi-year contracts. They are, you know, we don't have any sort of abundance of picks. We have our own picks and that's it. And then, you know, the thunder pick, which let's be honest, that's going to be two seconds. We may, we may have, we actually traded one of our seconds to get up for, um, who do we? Oh right, right, right. It was it was for Delon. That that's who we traded a second for, or maybe it's two seconds. I forget. Anyway, um, I don't know, man. Like, and you know, what's funny is the game after this, Camera is going to drop like twenty one points, and people are going to be like, "Oh, look, that guy's an idiot." And I get it, but then the game after that, Camera is going to be awful, and he's going to be just a bad player. This is what I'm saying. He's a roller coaster, and right now. The, the team does not need roller coasters. And you know what also sucks is DeAndre Hunter's been a bit of a roller coaster this year too. So it's just like, it's a little concerning our wing situation and just not seeing any sort of real progression, but whatever. We're still early, but I just, uh, look, and, and Cam Fam is, Cam Fam is like a K-pop fan base, man. I'm sorry. You say something bad. About, I said something bad about Cam on, on, uh, on the Hawks Reddit. And I had like four people with Cam Reddish usernames in my inbox. I had like Reddish MVP. I had like Drip God Reddish. I had, I think the Drip God guy had like an alt that he was using or something. I don't even know. <laughs> like, I just had a bunch of people in my in my inbox, and I don't know if it's because of the high school thing or the Duke thing or what have you. But it's like, man, I he's just he's not that great right now, and I get why he's not that great, but it's. You know, how long of a leash does he realistically deserve? All right, that was like four minutes. Your turn, No, I, I appreciate that. Look, I, I just want to ask you this. You can, you've can you talked a lot, so I, I know you need to rest real quick. Yes or no question. You get to the trade deadline. 
around that time, Cam's still at this. Like he's still inconsistent. You know, the, he's basically playing in this form now. And a team, you know, you can sell high on Cam Reddish. Do you do that, Logan, or no? I mean, it depends what you get for him. If if teams are only offering like, uh, I would assume the Hawks would want something that helps them win now. Like I don't, I don't feel like the Hawks well, would like, yeah, here's here's here, like they're gonna they're gonna not gonna take like a top twenty protected pick for Cam. Well, yeah, obviously, if it's like, hey, here's our first round pick this year, and it's like the Milwaukee Bucks. No, <laughs> like I'm good. Like I still value Cam more than like the 27th overall pick, but I just. I don't want to talk about trading anybody right now because it's just that's impossible to predict unless you're like Ben Simmons and you're asking to be traded or you're James Harden and you're asking to be traded. But we have other, like Jalen Johnson. We need to we need to know what we have in him too. Where like where do these minutes stack up? It, if there's one thing these twelve games may have taught me, and maybe maybe I shouldn't have taken a lesson from it this quick. Maybe the NBA is not a league that you want the depth on. Maybe the NBA is a league you want a couple really good players and a couple solid players behind them. Maybe you want eight good players. Maybe you want a good eight-man rotation and one or two guys that are kind of, you know, meh, but cheap. They, they play their role, their very specific role. Whereas right now we have, like, 12 mouths to feed. Nobody's getting – everyone's a little bit malnourished. Like, nobody can figure out what their what their role is. Nobody can figure out what they're supposed to do. And it's just everything's a bad mishmash. Nothing's fitting together. Um, and who knows, maybe in two months they all figure it out and we're, you know, the team is running like a well-oiled machine. But right now it's like, we're going to need to consolidate. And, I, and I, I'm sure that's always been Schlenk's plan to some extent, but it's like, geez, man, like, I, I yeah, like a, a, a really, an established, good, borderline all-star level wing with, with really, you know. Obviously, hey, and you add an all-star to any team, they're going to be better. But you know, having such, such having such roller coasters at our wing positions is hurting. All right, I, I want to go back to Cam for a minute before we start like talking about training for a star. And stuff. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I appreciate that. Look, here we go. The thing about Cam's hot stretch start. All right, you look at it. You look at how Cam was playing. Cam was getting the ball. He was getting to the basket. Like he was using his size and his. And it was honestly, I think I can say it. His improved finishing. Like his when he was getting to the basket this year, he was generally an improved finisher. Like this isn't this isn't the Cam Reddish of two years ago that three sixty no scoped uh, a layup against the Miami Heat. Like when he was getting to the rim, he was using his size. He was using his improved finishing to finish shots to make things easier on himself. It seems like since then, like something happened. Like either he got told something, either he told himself something. Or, or maybe he's just seeing the court differently. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. He's just completely abandoned that. Like it kind of seems like he's reverted to like, yeah, my name's Cam Reddish. I'm gonna come into the game and, and here's here's six pull up. Here's six step back mid ranges and threes. Here's like a bunch of like pull ups. Like four seconds into the shot clock and it's it's infuriating because Cam's game was good when he was getting to the rim, man. He was seeing shots go in. He was catching and shooting and now it's just like he's completely abandoned. Like he thinks he's KD on the court and like the confidence is great. Have confidence in yourself always. And like Cam, his talent level is truly that much. Like there's, I still look at this, Logan, you may disagree with me. If you, if every player on their team hit their theoretical ceiling, without a doubt, Cam Reddish would be the best. Maybe, except for Trey, realistically. Like, I feel like Trey's kind of surpassed him in terms of, like, ceiling at this point. All right. Cam's, like, either the best or the second best, depending on how much you value defense. He, he's, like, it's like he's not even the same player that he was. Like, at the beginning of the year, like, using his, getting to the rim, taking good catch and shoot shots. But now it's just like, yeah, he's dribbling off his foot. Like, he's trying to do too much with the ball, with the ball in his hands. He's tr- he's trying to take these step-back threes. Like, 
the Patrick Ewing video where he's asking Mac McClung, where do you practice that shot at? I kind of feel like we need Nate to say that to him. Like, somebody is going to need to pull Cam aside and be like, whether that's Nate, whether that's somebody on the coaching staff, whether that's, like, John or Trey, you know, Solomon. I don't know. I don't know who could tell him that. And, you know, hopefully Cam will listen. Like, they need to rein him in, man. Like, it has been bad. Like, you're watching Cam, and he's just shooting pull-up mid-ranges four seconds of the shot clock. It's like... Oh my God, dude! Why? Why are you doing that? That's not good basketball in any era. Uh, I'll give I'll give Cam legit credit. Um, he is he is a more efficient offensive player than he was. He he can shoot threes. He's shooting threes pretty well. He's he finished at the rim better. He's not like elite in either in you know in any way. Um, but for some reason, sometimes he he or the coaching staff is like it's Cam Reddish time. Go and it's. It, Cam Reddish is not a guy we want dribbling, frankly. Cam Reddish cannot really dribble. He can't pass. He can he can take a couple dribbles, use his length to get to the rim and try and finish, or he can take open shots. Um, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes he'll hit those crazy step backs or side steps. He can hit those, but, like, it, he's not Dame. He's not Tatum. I don't want him taking those shots. <laughs> he's not Luka. I don't want him taking step backs most of the time. I just want him to get set, get balanced, get, you know, squared up and take it take his corner threes right but i don't i don't want to bag on cam because really the most frustrating thing to me with cam is his defense why is this man being beat off the dribble by Bayleisha and and uh davis that was that was horrible to give up that foul at the end of the half that was legitimately awful like what is he we we all have seen what he can be on defense he can be a menace why is he bad half the time on defense just outright bad i don't get it that's the most frustrating thing to me but um, I, I will give Cam credit. He he is better on offense than he has been before. Um, we'll see how long it lasts. We'll see how long you know if it gets better or whatever. But yeah, he's um, it's just one of those things where it's like, man, I just I just don't know why he he I don't know why he's the cho- well, I get why he's the chosen one, the potential, but it's like, man, I, maybe I'm seeing something different. Or but to me, it's just it's it's a little weird. It's it's definitely something, man. All right. Back to your point you made earlier. You're talking about like consolidating trade packages, like trading for a star. I'm going to throw out some names. This is my favorite part. I even said this on a tweet of mine. I said we're going back to this next episode. This is my favorite part of the year. You, you, ready, you do this like every sixth episode. You really like this we, stuff. We were we were literally like a, a three seed, and I was doing this. Like I, I like they could. I, I'm <laughs> I'm in the business of getting on trade maker. Shame me for it. I really don't care. Like. I get on it, and I'm like, let me see what I can do for the Hawks today. Like, let's see what absolute bull jive trade I can do. You ready? I think the first one, this one's obvious. This is probably the hottest name, realistically, in the name in the league right now. Okay. Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, the Timberwolves are bad, man. They're real bad. It's not looking like things are going to get better. He actually hit a shot from half court to tie out the game, and they lost by eight at overtime. They have some nice pieces. You know, they have uh, – Anthony Edwards, they have Jaden McDaniels. I mean, those are both our guys. I like Jaden, you like Ant. I like Ant. I don't know your feelings about Jaden. I don't, I don't have like a Jaden McDaniels like survey poll. I don't do that. You know, Jaden's a good player, man. But besides that, D'Lo's been bad. D'Lo's always kind of been bad. Like he's always been kind of like, man, he's been inconsistent. D'Lo is truly like the Cam Reddish of point guards. Like I'm really not a D'Lo guy anymore. I'll be honest. I say this, but actually, I'm looking at the standings now. The Wolves technically, no, they have the same win percentage as us. They're three and six. We're four and eight. Anyways, just Why they only that. played nine games. Damn. They, yeah, no, that's weird. That's I don't know what's going on. Maybe I don't know what's going on with them. Look, how are we feeling on Carl Anthony down to, to Atlanta? 
How are we feeling oh about the God. Cat, Cat, Cat really is shooting like 50% on threes. What? Oh Dude, you look at this and you're like, how are you losing? Like, yes, you play in the West and yes, like... Thank God, Jaden McDaniels is their, is their only defense. Must be the only reason why they, they can't win. Um, oh, yeah, he also I mean, liked like, to tweet seven days ago saying that uh, he needed to be traded. And then he claimed that his account was hacked, but... I'm saying if I'm if I'm hacking an NBA player's Twitter or something, I'm not just liking a tweet, dog. I, I'm going, I'm going berserk, dog. I, I'm going to get them canceled. I'm going to tweet out some wild. I'm stuff. DMing people. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask people for money. Forget that. But, um, I mean, cap, but the issue is, is currently, I think we've seen what our Hawks look like when we have a bad defensive center, because Capella's been bad on defense and Cat is. Bad on defense, mediocre to bad, depending on you know how how much you believe certain advanced stats. So it's obviously having a center that can score like that would be such a day and night difference compared to currently. Um, and maybe who knows? Maybe John Collins's defense next to Cat would be a beautiful thing. Um, I mean, look, John and Trey could run their pick and rolls all game, and Cat could be there to take all the shots he wants and clean up the boards and and score around the rim. Um, it, it would be nice, but you know, I'd be a little hesitant about how it works. But but Cat's a really good player, so it's hard to dislike that. Now, obviously, would I want to trade Hunter and Reddish and Jalen and Bogey and three first for him? No, but um, I actually you know. do have a trade. I actually uh, did a bit of the trade machine. Yeah, I didn't come unprepared. You know what? It was my time to shine. As Cam, as you said earlier, sometimes Cam Reddish is like, "It's Cam Reddish time." Well, it's Jackson time. Here's the trade I have proposed. You ready? Yep. The Hawks are going to send Clint Capella, Cam Reddish, Jalen Johnson, Bogey, a 2022 first-round pick, ours, the Thunder pick, a 2023 first-round pick swap, and then our 2024 thir- first. How, how are we feeling on that, Logan? What's your, That's what's a your lot. immediate reaction? That's that a, a lot, lot. But, but you have to remember, Carl Anthony Towns is legitimately a star, and also he's like a consistent shooter as a, as a big man. Like, like you said, oh, he's, he's the I best. Like he's going to go. I would he's like gonna go, to see it. He's going to be the best shooting big man of all time. Maybe, maybe only rivaled by Dirk. He's he's going to be that guy. But yeah, I mean, that's it's a lot, a, Logan. But but also, that's a you lot. Have to, Here's the thing. When you're looking at these trades, I'll say this. One thing I've learned over the years, you have to remove your emotional attachment and feeling toward these people to, and look it, at them objectively. It's more so the quantity. that that. So you said Cam, Bogey, Jalen, and a bunch of picks, right? And Clint. Clint, too. And Clint. Well, that's we can't trade Clint until the offseason. So let's okay. just say this is no. Let's just say this is the I mean, I don't, I don't think Carl Anthony Towns gets traded during the season. Is that fair? Like, I feel like this is an offseason. Stars usually don't yeah. get moved in the season unless, like, it's like James Harden who wasn't playing. And that essentially was an off-season trade. He 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 was not playing yet. I mean, we were like uh, two weeks into the season. I mean, it was over. Yeah. I mean, it just yeah. started. And this offseason, um, it comes around. Here's here's the pros about this trade. First of all, so, you keep so it the thing it, to, for me, it's the combination of four players and like four picks. That's just a lot of assets. Three picks. Now, three picks. One of them is the Thunder pick, and then one pick swap. So only two of them are really ours. Okay, and but. It's just you know it. I get it. Um, I don't think Hawks fans would like it. I get it though. Um, I don't I, care the what Hawks that, like. They need this team needs to star. Damn it! <laughs> I will say, uh, I, I would definitely want to see what Jalen Johnson is at least a little bit before that because Jalen, I don't know. I still think he could be good, but 
Um, that would leave us with Trey, Herder, Hunter, John, Cat, Sharif, a Kongwu, uh, a Kongwu. Um, that'd be more or less it for the core guys, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean that's. Pr- I mean you have yeah Sharif, Skylar May. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I mean that's pretty Skyler. much it. I mean you, you'd have to. The make big some, thing about obviously. the trade is you're not giving up one of John Hunter. It was my thing. Like I, yeah, I kind of, I don't want to say it. And I don't think you. I don't think the Hawks are going to trade Hunter, and I also don't think the Hawks are going to trade John. I wouldn't trade John personally. Like, in, uh, if we're trading John for Cat, it would have to be like a much shrunk down deal. The only way I would trade John is if they also gave us like a very good power forward back. Jay you know what McDaniels. I mean? Like, it <laughs> like if they're like, "Hey, you want Jason Tatum?" I'd be like, "Oh, you know what? I'll th- yeah, sure." <laughs> or like Anthony Davis, but we guarantee he'll play seventy games every season at minimum. I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it, but you know, I I think, uh, yeah, yeah, keeping those guys is big because you, you can't I mean, trade the, all your wings. Look, you can call everything your core pieces, but like Hunter and John and Trey are like really our core pieces. Like I look at those three as like guys who are who and, are and here for sure Kongo. for the next few years. And yeah, and potentially Congo. But then like everyone else, like I'm like ideally like if everything's working well we're in a well machine like ideally we just keep everyone win 70 games every year we're winning titles you know the Hawks are the next I, NBA dynasty but it's not I have, I have a I have a little bit of a I, I would rather trade bogey than Herder I think even though I think bogey's a little bit better especially when he's hot but Herder is just such a solid player on such a good deal that it's like we should just keep him like this yeah, is I our would, guy I would keep Herder over bogey too is that a f- opinion you think I, I I don't know. I, I don't sure. really know what the consensus is on Bogey anymore. Like most of the time, I watch Bogey and he's like fine, but then like I'll go on like Reddit or Twitter, I'm just seeing people like bash. I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm he, seeing he, something wrong. He, he has he has really big standards because he was like our biggest agent signing. You know what I mean? Like we spent eighty million dollars on him or whatever. Um, he's inconsistent. Obviously, so is Herder, but Herder's younger. We have him for five years at you know a very good price. So I would definitely want to keep Herder in these trades, um, just for that. But obviously he would probably also be a valuable trade chip. Cat, you know, Cat, Cat would be a good guy. Cat or Jalen Brown would realistically be the ones I'd want to trade Jaylen for. Jalen Brown's the dream scenario. I was talking about this recently yeah. with uh, somebody else in the podcasting business. Like, if the Hawks could have, like, any ideal trade, like, you're looking at the league and you're trying to be realistic, so that means, like, oh, yeah, the Hawks can get Kevin Durant, obviously. I mean, that's fantasy land. <laughs> yeah, we can't trade for, like, Luka or Tatum, sadly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, you can't do that. Like, I think Jalen Brown's truly the, like, dream scenario. I mean, he's from Atlanta. You know, obviously, you know, the dude loves Atlanta. He's just good. He's just really good. I don't care about the Atlanta thing, honestly. (laughs) I mean, he's also just a hell of a player. I mean, the guy's an all-star. He's, I mean, he's honestly been better than Tatum this year, so. And he's from Atlanta, so hometown kid. I don't know. You watch Dansby in the playoff, man. You're like, eh, I'm kind of liking this. I've kind of liked the hometown kid story. Maybe. I mean,. The only thing with Jalen Brown is he is a ball stopper. Um, he he cannot pass. He's not a playmaker. Obviously, that's why you have Trey Young. Um, you could argue that having Hunter and Jalen next, you know, playing alongside each other would be bad for ball movement. Um, but Jalen Brown is just good. Like he's just a really good player. He he would be him and Hunter would be a, a crazy defensive anchor uh, along with Akongu, um or whoever you know whoever center is. Um, Maybe maybe there'd be questions in terms of ball movement there, but yeah, Jalen Brown would be the ideal scenario. But Boston, it's not happening anytime soon, so I, I don't even want to put any breath into it, and I don't want to put any breath into Brandon Ingram because I don't want him. Oh, that's what that I was just about to say. His name too is the worst part. Don't want him, phony, 
Can I at least tell you the trade that I made? Okay, go ahead. I mean, I will say I did spend time on this, so I, 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 I would like it if you would. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. The Pelicans send Brandon Ingram and Willie Hernan Gomez. Oh, right? sweet. Let's yeah, go. Willie Hernan Gomez is the real star <laughs> of that trade. You know I have an affinity for Brandon Ingram. The Hawks are going to be sending back Cam Reddish, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and, and, and Clint. I mean, he's got to go. And a 2022 first-round pick. Okay, I'd do that. Yeah, sure. See ya. <laughs> Wait, really? I'm kind of surprised there wasn't more of an objection on that one. For for Cam Reddish, who I just had a five-minute spiel about, Bogey, who, I mean, like, he's all right, but he's not better than Brandon Ingram at all, even close. And Capella, who I also have had, like, a five-minute spiel about. And a first? Yeah, send him out. Go ahead. Yeah, Worry I mean, about I defense later. We don't have a center in that scenario. I mean, we have Willie Hernan Gomez, so. If, our center, if we did the uh, ideally we wake up tomorrow, that trade done. Well, Conco's out till December. I mean, we're like, not doing December. this trade today. No, but but also, as we get closer to the deadline, there may be more bidders. I mean, I truly do hope Schlick is just randomly, like, texting GMs, hey, hey, what's up, hey, what's up? Like, they need, they need to be me like I'm in DMs sometimes. That needs to be Schlink right now. He needs that mindset. No, uh, It's just... Just a brutal line, but I mean, look, I, I, I've sort of, I sort of joke on Brendan Ingram. He can, he can, he can score, man. He's a good player. I just don't think he's that great. Um, but he can score. The defense is crap, but who cares? He, he can, he can pretty easily next to Trey Young put up twenty six, twenty seven a game. So, um, for that trade that you mentioned, which I don't think is enough, frankly, but the Pelicans are such a bad organization. Who knows? Um, I wouldn't hate it. All right, it. next one. This one's actually been like flying around a lot more recently. I personally very much disagree with this one. I'm just gonna say it. I'm not a fan of this. Like I've seen this trade, and no, no, not a fan at all. It, it's Ben Simmons. So take that how you will. You know, there's obviously been a. It seems like every day we're getting no, something new about the Ben Simmons I, I'm, drama. I'm, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go for. It. I. I I don't hate on Ben Simmons the way a lot of people do, but there's zero way zero. Zero way in which Ben Simmons and Clint Capella can coexist, and there's no reason why the 76ers would take Capella. They have the best center, so it's it, it's just I, unless it's a three team deal and we're trading Capella elsewhere, then it's just not feasible. So, so I need to stop. So just stop while I'm ahead. I want you to stop podcasting. Don't you ever bring up Ben Simmons again. This is my podcast. Okay, I would say that the trade didn't involve Clint. It was Gallo, Cam, and Herter, and like two picks. Yeah, uh, I don't, I, nah, nah. We, I, mean, we, I don't, I, I wouldn't do the trade. I'm not a Simmons guy at all. Like, I'll be one of the first people to say, like, good, good on Simmons. Hope he, like, finds peace with his mental and everything. I don't want the guy simply because, like, we kind of like broke him. We broke that team, but it also kind of <laughs> seems like we broke Simmons in the process. I mean, he's just, he is what he is. He's a great defensive player who, you know, I will say one thing. Our def- our transition offense would get a lot better with him, but that's about hey, it. Look, Trey's super fast, defense. Ben's super fast. Imagine the loss with Trey and uh, Simmons. I don't know. Yeah, that would be that would be nice, but no, man. If, if we got Simmons, I wanted to be on that, oh, my God, he just get him out of here discount. You know what I mean? Like sort of, sort of like what happened with Harden. I can't even. I only remember what they got in the Harden trade because the well, technically so they got they got Jared Allen traded him to the Cavs. They got um, what's his face? Who's what's that guy's name? 
Karis LeVert traded him to the Pacers, got Oladipo, and then they gave Oladipo away for like two second round picks at the deadline. So that was a disaster class of GMA. That's generally been worse than some of the trades like me and Kyle have done on this podcast. And like we've had some bad ones. John for Derek White. Don't forget it. Oh, Never yeah, forget yeah. it. No, no. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to talk about all that big fella. All right. Anyways, next one, Zion Williamson. This is the last one, by the way. I actually don't have a trade for him, but obviously there's a lot going on with Zion. I don't even want to trade. Yeah. Had, it seems like that relationship is, Yeah, I really have. Look, this is this is my prime time, bud. Look, you had your moments earlier with Capella and Cam. It's time to talk about trades, and I'm uh, ready. It's it's Jackson yeah, time, folks. I guess. So, like, it seems like the relationship between New Orleans and Zion is like bad. Zion's, you know, 300 pounds plus. I mean, it kind of seems like he's not. He hasn't. Apparently, he's not even close to playing. And we're like a month into the NBA season almost. So. How, would you like Zion on the Hawks? Like I said, we, I mean, we do have to trade a lot for him. He's on a rookie contract. Theoretically, he's in New Orleans for like the next like six years. Uh, I I don't believe him long term. I don't believe it. I don't see it. Imagine the transition offense. Imagine Trey throwing Zion oops. Trey John Zion oops. The playoffs know, is all about the half court, man. It is. No, that is true. You know, in that case, I think we should get a girl. I think we need to revert back to that. Dude, imagine Ingram honestly, and Trey isoing late in the fourth. I don't know, man. Honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll pivot a little bit with Brandon Ingram. He's not bad. He wouldn't be bad. But this is an all star, by the way. Just saying, former all star. He played like six minutes in the all star game. <laughs> okay, all right. No, don't care. He was still there. Barely. You know what happened in the NHL? You know, in the NHL all star draft, the last person who gets picked still gets a nice car. So. I don't really care. That's 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 in the NHL where that car is probably about half his salary. So <laughs> brutal, but. and they just give it away. They don't even take it because of tax purposes. So that's pretty funny. Uh. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think that's enough trades. Although you know, I I get what you're going for, but we're not there yet. You know, we're only we're, we're not at that point. So what you're saying is that the next time I'm ready to do this, I need to get Kyle. Yeah, but you're gonna want to do this again in like a week and a half. So no, no, no. I'll try. I'll try and hold myself. I think we'll be winning in a, in a week and a half. In two weeks, we'll be winning again. So I'll be like, I'm mellow as of now. But then I'll be a bit more elated to where I'm just like staying off of the trade machines and stuff. Fingers crossed. All right, last topic of this episode. Before we're about an hour in, we're actually an hour. We're an hour and one second in as I said that. All right, you ready, Logan? Yep. Last topic. As of now, you know DeAndre Hunter. He he's been he's been pretty good this year, you know. Would would you be comfortable extending him? That's obviously coming Ex- up soon. A lot of people don't know that. You know, all season Ex- and then extending uh, extending yes, but I wouldn't want to give him that much. Like, has he really shown more than Herder did? Eighteen million. As, a, as yeah, I'd be okay with that. Nineteen million. What's your cutoff point? Twenty at twenty. I'm like, well, we're talking about today, right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about right now. Like, I'm not telling. I'm we're not. We're talking, talking November tenth. November tenth at eighteen to twenty, I'm like, all right, that's enough. Like, respectfully, I I get the defense. Like I've se- like we've seen that. I, I've seen the evidence. You know, the offense is still a big question mark. He he's he's had ups and downs. He's you know, so I would I would you know cut it off there. But I'm I I don't have an issue extending him. Nineteen point five for four years, seventy eight million in total. We doing that? Yeah, yeah that's fine. That's fine. Even with the injury concerns and everything, you're still I'm still comfortable doing it personally. I, yeah, I think, look, 
Look, my cutoff like, my cutoff point is actually my cutoff point is actually a bit higher than yours. I think I'd go as high as twenty one point five. I mean, at that point, you're talking like differences of a couple million, so it's not a huge deal. But like, would I want to give him a four twenty five like four years twenty five million a year? Like, that's that's too rich. No, that's, that's too, too much. much. I, I'm talking like once you get up to twenty two million a year, I'm like, no, I wouldn't do it. As of now, I mean, obviously things can change, and I'll be. I mean, in, in a month, we could be talking about him getting five million more, or five million less. You you trade? What was it? Two first rounders. Technically, you know, you trade three first rounders for one first rounder. So you give up a net two first rounders, a couple second rounders, some salary to get your guy. You're going to extend him. You know, it's not like we have a new GM who, you know, Hunter wasn't his guy. Like, we have the same GM. So we're going to extend him, barring some catastrophic thing or a very, very, very juicy trade, like a getting Paul George type trade, which obviously wouldn't happen. MVP. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, Paul George is good. Screw screw, uh, screw Twitter for making a, a meme out of him. He's so good. But um, no, he's going to be extended. Man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I would, so you're I comfortable would give, extending Hunter? Yeah. Uh, there, There's a limit, though, because his offense is still not proven. His defense, I get it. I see it. The offense... A little bit of a roller coaster still. You know what I mean? A little bit of a roller coaster. Comfortable extending Reddish. Let's do 14.5. You Fuck doing that? no, baby. Are you, wait. Oh, you, 14.5? Four years. 14.5 for Reddish. I just don't know why we would extend him. <laughs> like, I don't. There is some team, I mean, there's I, a poverty team out there who's real but look at the dude, did you watch any of the Pistons and Rockets game tonight? That was an awful game, I just want to say. If you think the Hawks are like bad to watch, you should have watched that game. That game was truly awful. It made me grateful to see that the Hawks are done tanking. I forgot that what that kind of basketball looked like. Truly awful. Those two teams, they will look at Cam Reddish. These are teams that are playing like Kelly Olynyk serious minutes. There's no way they won't look at Cam Reddish and be like, Yeah, here's like fifteen million dollars a year. Well, just my, just so you can go out there. My thing is is Cam Reddish. There's there's like two scenarios for me with Cam Reddish. Cam either figures it out and becomes a a some type of star, maybe not an all star, but like a near all star or you know whatever an all star, whatever. He either does that or he's not a hawk. Like I don't see any other scenario. I don't see him being like a solid role player and staying on the Hawks for another five years. You know what I mean? Like. He's either like he's either gonna pan out, or we're gonna say, look, we have too many mouths to feed. We need to look. There is too much smoke with the Cam Reddish stuff. There's no way he wasn't at least in talks, in my opinion. Um, I don't know how close they were to trading him, but I'm fairly certain, you know, talks were had. You know, Cam's name was out there. So I, I feel like Cam Reddish is either gonna figure it out and be a hawk and get extended, and it, who knows what the number would be, or he's gonna be in a trade. I'm a, I'm, yeah, I, I don't want to answer the Cam Reddish extension question because I, I have no idea. Yeah, that's fair. I put you on the spot with that one. Yeah. A Kongwu's 18.5. No, I'm joking. We still <laughs> we, he's played like 20 still, games. <laughs> we still have a bit longer until we can start doing that. All right. Um, you have anything else to say, Logan? We're uh, we're over an hour now, so we can start you know getting ready to end things. Just, just you know, the standard. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Twitter. Maybe. Uh, you know, give our patron a little little patronage, but um, nothing crazy. Just thank you guys for for listening. If you if you if you've listened to an hour and five minutes, then you know you're a real one. So appreciate you. Oh, by the way, shout out the Holo. He wanted to be shouted out of the podcast. Here you go, bud. We love right. you, yes, sir. Our, our friend Holo, Holo, man. 
That, that's our guy. Look, I told him he could come on the podcast if he wanted to. He said no. He, he respectfully declined. So, but she'll shout out to you. Uh, shout out to everyone who listens. You know, the views, the view listens have been good. And that was actually something I was scared about. Like, I was like, if they all start losing, are we going to start, like, having people stop listening to us? No. The answer's been no so far. So, hopefully that continues. But hopefully, I'm, I'm going to say it, look, overly confident take here. When we start winning in, like, a week or two, it, it'll all come back. I'm saying it. But uh, yeah, that'll do it for episode 77 for the Hawks Talk podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to check out the links in the description for links to our Twitter. That's mine and Logan's Twitter, the Hawks Talk Twitter, our YouTube where you can subscribe and listen to the podcast if you ever want to, and also our Patreon where you can get ad-free episodes with the $5 and $10 tiers. And yeah, you'll never have to listen to an ad again, which is pretty cool. So that'll do it for today's episode. As always, thank you for listening. Enjoy your Veterans Day. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Hawks Talk podcast. Love you. Goodbye. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.